Hello and welcome to the November 2023 edition of the What's On Reading podcast. And we have actually come to someone's house this month. So uh, we're just going to knock on the door and hopefully they'll let us in. Hello, Beth. How are you doing? I'm really good. Come on in. We're coming in. Where do you want us? <laughs> uh, come through to the kitchen, yes. where I have cakes ready for you, Damien. Cakes? Because uh, you complained last time that I didn't have biscuits for the podcast recording, so this time I have a full array of Halloween-themed cakes for you. That does sound like something I'd say. So, listeners, uh, you can't see, but we are in the home of Dance Reading, uh, the home of Beth Allen from Dance Reading, and we're recording this at the end of October, so we are very nicely decorated with lots of wonderful Halloween decorations. There's uh, balloons, and there's a, a jack-o'-lantern, and there's cobwebs everywhere. Decorative cobwebs, obviously. Uh, she keeps a lovely home. Um, <laughs> and we're here to talk about Dance Reading Festival, which happens this November, and indeed has been happening every November for, for many, many years. Hello, Beth. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, stressed, nervous, um, excited about the festival that's coming up this month. It's already started, actually. Uh, we're recording this a couple of days after our first big show, um, which I hope people went to see. There was quite a big turnout, which is fantastic, up at Select Car Leasing Stadium, Justice in Motion's show Code, uh, which was an absolutely incredible piece, um, looking at knife crime and county lines using parkour and trials bikes and incredible contemporary theatre and dance um, that was a really exciting show we always launch Dance Reading Festival with an outdoor piece um, which is a risky little thing to do in November because the <laughs> weather has not been the best amazingly it was dry all of Saturday just for the shows um, but it's a really great way to bring dance to everybody uh, wherever you are normally it's in the centre of town and so hundreds of people thousands of people potentially come and see that work or walk past it and catch a glimpse of some contemporary dance that you wouldn't otherwise see so yeah that's the kickoff to the festival and then we have a programme of stuff across different venues throughout the whole month and some workshops that are still being announced even today um, so there's loads to come uh, throughout the whole month so you can get your dance fix um, and have a go at something as well and it's it's great that um, you know so many of Reading's festivals take place. I'm going to say during the summer, sort of April through September. It's great that Dance Reading as a festival continues to exist in a, in a completely different part of the year where it, it doesn't really have that sort of festival competition. And it's it's spread across the whole month, which again makes it quite unique in our festival calendar. It's it's spreading as well. So <laughs> we started uh, in October and we finish on the 2nd of December. So um, there's stuff throughout the whole month. It's a smaller festival than last year. I think last year we had 26 events. Um, this year it's a little bit smaller uh, but th that's because this year there's a whole program of youth work going on behind the scenes so lots of young people that we've been working with for the last year to achieve arts awards at silver and gold level um, are coming together to produce events they're performing in events they've made stuff uh, to to showcase during the festival and they're running stuff they've been doing work experience with us and shadowing other organizations um, so there's a whole program of creative delivery going on behind the festival that kind of supports it this year that's coming from young people in Reading who are passionate about the arts which is really really exciting and brings together all of the kind of community work that we do alongside the professional performances. 
that just sounds fabulous. It's great getting more young people involved. I, I guess last time we, we had you on the podcast and sat around this same very table, there was yourself and there was uh, uh, Josie from Brain School of Dance and, and, and Sonia Brown. And there was a lot of talk about the, sort of the young people who do dance classes anyway. So it's, it's great that that contributes to everything else that goes on with the, with the festival. Yeah, absolutely. There's an amazing quantity of dance going on in Reading. Um, and we're not here to compete with that. We're not offering classes alongside. We're providing additional enrichment in dance for young people and adults um, and supporting them to be able to access existing dance opportunities, um, making platforms for the dance school's young people to perform at. So the, the very last show of the festival is Jump, which is a showcase that happens every year. Um, and every dance style and every age of performer is welcome from the littlest children right through to the oldest people, professional dancers, um, show work in progress there uh, this year we have a waiting list of dance schools to perform at Jump I've had to say no to three this week which wow. is which is the first we always cram everybody in but actually this year it's been too difficult um, and yeah it's going to be our biggest yet and so it's all the whole of the festival is about uh, celebrating the dance that does take place in Reading um, and we're here to to big up all the amazing stuff that's happening and to support those young people to achieve even more from within the bounds and beyond of the existing dance classes that they go to. So we've talked about the opening event. We've talked about the closing event. <laughs> Maybe we could pick a few of the events that are coming in between. Events, workshops, whichever you think are, are kind of worth calling out particularly uh, to our podcast listeners. Absolutely. So coming up this week, in fact, are two amazing shows at South Street Art Centre. Uh, they're by a performance duo called Bert and Nassie. Um, and they're two pieces, one called The Beginning, one called The End, although they go the other way around. So The End first and then The Beginning. Um, and The End is an exploration of, uh, of the world and climate change and youth and age. And The Beginning is a, an exploration of all and many beginnings and how exhausting it can be to begin again and again throughout your life and both pieces um, have local participation in them uh, the piece um, called The Beginning works with ten older people um, who will appear in the show um, and that's really exciting they're fantastic uh, theatre company makers, dancers, choreographers we're really excited to have them here in Reading, they've never performed here before and those two pieces are really beautiful to see side by side so that's Wednesday and Thursday night this week, the first and the second at South Street you get a discount if you book both shows uh, but do book both shows because they're stunning and they're really beautiful to see side by side, it's quite unusual for them to perform them in that way uh, and then also, I'm most excited, I have to say, if I'm allowed to have a favourite, <laughs> I am, of course I am, uh, I'm most excited about a double bill that we also have at South Street on Sunday the 19th of November, 7.30pm, and this is two incredible dance pieces, very different from one another, and yet both kind of intertwined in the... the themes and the topics that they're talking about. Um, one is a piece, an extract of a piece called Ruins by Fubu Nation, and the other is a piece called Happy Father's Day by Danai Harris Walters. And both pieces explore um, masculinity and the kind of image and stereotype of black men in British society. Um, Fubu Nation's piece is very powerful and thought-provoking and intense and beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And Danai's piece is hilarious and funny and 
uh, comedic and uses hip-hop theatre and lots of spoken word. So they're quite different pieces and putting them together I think is a really interesting way of exploring those those issues. Um, so if you're into hip-hop, if you're into theatre, if you're into um, dance, proper pure dance or any of that stuff, come and see that double bill. It's a really unique and unusual event that I think is going to be really exciting. Uh, I said that the programme of workshops is coming. Uh, we've got two to announce today. One is a masterclass with Sonia Brown, who we mentioned, who's going to be running a free um, beginner's tap masterclass for anybody, no matter what your experience, low-impact tap masterclass at the Abbey School. Um, and the other is an offer of any session you would like to go to from Urban Styles, who teach street dance in loads of different forms. Um, and you can access a completely free taster session with them at any one of their venues across Reading. So that will be announced today, and there's more workshops to come. So check the website for more information. Uh, and that's dancereading.com and of course we'll have most if not all of that on the What's On Reading website as well obviously you've got a very busy November looking after and supervising and running around all this but is there anything else that you you know do you get a day off will there be anything else you'll be doing in November any other events that you're excited to to actually get to see rather than you know put on Uh, well I'm very excited that I bought tickets early in advance for um, Heavy Pops staging staging is that the right word Heavy Pops production Heavy Pops gig Heavy Pop's presentation of This Is The Kit. They're an incredible folk pop band who are going to be at St. Lawrence Church. Really excited to go to that. And then another organisation that I run called Becoming Mums, which is a peer-to-peer mental health support space for women, mothers and pre- and postnatal people. We've got two Christmassy workshops coming up um, at the very beginning of December. One is out the Little Play Lounge in Padworth and the other is uh, Making Christmas Crafts with Jelly. Um, where children are welcome and there's free cake and snacks and drinks you can come along to those you can check their website becomingmums.com and there's so much coming up in November there's so many great things happening all across Reading there really are and you've mentioned the C word already um, yeah, so no, that's, it's fine because that gives me the excuse to mention that, that yes the, the first Christmas events do kick off this month there's Christmas markets at Blue Collar there's the Merley Christmas shopping event as well there are Christmas events at the Hexagon um, the Overtones will be doing their Christmas tour and uh, a show called Fairy Tale of New York which is a celebration of Irish music and dance for Christmas from the people who brought you the, uh, the Dubliners show there yes so so Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat, and uh, there's plenty of, of festive cheer to kick off the festive season uh, in November, which is great. What else is coming up in November? Well, Reading Comic Con is back, and that's very exciting. They've got Brian Blessed as a guest, and Sean Biggerstaff, who was in recently Good Omens, before that he was in the first Harry Potter movie. There'll be uh, lots of stalls, lots of guests, lots of exhibitions, and, and so on. It's going to be a wonderful event. That's back on the 25th of November. And seeing as we're talking about festivals this month, there are two other festivals on this month, two rock festivals, both at the Face Bar. There is the 19-something festival on the 4th of November and the uh, Reading Rising Festival on the 18th of November, both using two rooms, lots and lots of bands, local and touring ones. So if you fancy a lot of live music, there's, there's plenty of that. And those are just a few select highlights. There is so much more, which you can find on the website, What's on Reading? But before we go, and uh, I don't want to get too philosophical with the wrap-up question here, you know, we're all about online. We're a website. We do social media. We're aware of other social media things. So TikTok trends, lots of dance trends on TikTok, kids 
adults, people in workplaces who are getting involved in dance online, perhaps in a way that, that historically those people might not have done before. Have you, across the, sort of the dance landscape of, of Reading, have, have we seen a sort of a knock-on effect from the sort of this digital TikTok dance craze into people embracing dance physically and, in, and sort of in person, I guess? I think dance has always been unlike all of the other art forms, subject to a lot of stigma. Maybe stigma is the wrong word, but I think if you say the word, I'm going, if you tell someone you're going to see a piece of dance, you're going to a dance show, everyone either thinks of ballet, or they think of street dance, or they think of Strictly, or they have one picture of dance in their mind. And dance as a form is so diverse. It's so, so different from one end to the other. Um, I think what social media has done, and TikTok in particular, is to break down some of those preconceptions about what dance can be, what is dance and what isn't dance, and allows people to just celebrate dancing in their kitchen or their office or the supermarket or wherever they're dancing. It's also, I think it's allowed parents to appreciate what their kids are doing a bit more and the dance that they're involved with. Kids have always danced. They've always danced in their living rooms. I used to make up dances to Madonna's first album. Yes, that's how old I am. <laughs> and, and make my parents and their poor friends sit and watch them ad nauseam in the living room. Can't cringe every time I think about it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in my mind, they were amazing. So, <laughs> kids have always done that. They're just now doing it online. Uh, and I think it's amazing. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a, it's a tool for creativity. Obviously, there are downsides with social media and there's lots of stuff around, you know, mental health and accessing unsuitable content. But uh, I think things that encourage people to move and not worry about how they look when they're doing it and not worry about it being a formal dance or remembering all the steps or having to go to a scary dance class for the first time. But actually just having a go is really, really important. And that's what the festival is all about. Just having a go. It's deliberately open for everybody. The programming is deliberately across all dance forms, or as many as we can squeeze in. There's too many to fit into one month. Um, workshops are always accessible to everybody, and we try to make sure there's something for the youngest to the oldest people in our community because we want everyone to fall in love with dance. And you don't have to do dance either. You can come and watch dance. <laughs> That's okay too. You can also love dance from a seat. That's fine. Um, but yeah, come along to the festival and see see what we mean about how different and diverse dance can be and find something that you love well i genuinely could not have said that better thank you so much beth it's going to be a very exciting festival again we're really looking forward to it we hope you are too do check out what's on reading.com uh, and indeed dancereading.com to find out exactly what's going on where throughout the festival and indeed other things that aren't dance reading festival <laughs> involved <laughs> and just, just yes yeah <laughs> and uh of course uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast we'll be back again next month